Today's daf is daf Yud Test, page 19, and we are starting the third parak. All right. We're continuing, even though it's a new parak, it's a continuation of the process that, of Sota that took place inside the Beis HaMikdash. So the Kohen took the Minchas Saita, the meal offering of the Saita, and remember he brought it to the southwest corner of the Mizbeach. Now, our Mishnah continues and says, He would take her Mincha out of the Egyptian wicker basket. Remember, she brought it in a very cheap basket, inexpensive. And the Kayin would remove it from the basket. And then place it into a klisharis. Every carbon, every offering that was brought in the base of Mikdash had to be brought in a klisharis, which literally means a service vessel. It's a vessel of holiness. Now, in the previous paragraph, we learned that by the other carbon minchas, it started out in a klisharis and ended up in, in a klisharis. Um, when it came to the mincha saita, it started out in a kfifa mitzris and ended up in a klisharis. Then he would take the mincha. Inside of the klisharis, v'nais nabiyada, and put it in her hand. Okay. Now, Reb Shimon, v'kayim maniach yadai mitachteha, and the kayim would take his hand from underneath her, umeinifa, and he would wave it. So what happened was, and there's a lot of fascinating raid on this. If you look at, it's, it's not common for us to do Taisvis, but if you look at, Taisvis is very, very bothered what exactly this looked like. Because if you look at the Mishnah, it seems that he took the Mincha, put it in her hand, put his hands under her hands, and waved it together. That's what it seems. It seems like he was holding her hands as he waved it. That's what the word says. V'naisna al yada. He puts it in her hands. It seems the Kayan's hands are touching her under her hands. Okay. So uh, Tysus has is uh, uh, bothered by this, how it's possible. If we know in general, it's forbidden for a man and a woman who are married to touch each other. So he comes up with a couple of possible explanations. One being that perhaps he would bring an elderly Kayan who told us that he's beyond uh, having any sort of... of uh, Forbidden thoughts, because if you think, because the truth is, midairaisa biblically, the only touching between men and women is touching b'derechiba, to touch in a way of interest in each other, care for each other, love in each other. To for a man and woman to shake hands as a formality is not an iser dairaisa, and that's why there are times where b'makom tzayrich, if there's a need, you'll be able to find leniencies. For such a touching, because it's not done, but derechiba. So, Taisus ultimately wants to work around over here for the kayim putting his hands on her hands. Is they made sure to do it in a way where they're not coming to any biblical transgression, and since it's done in a way of mitzvah, we're not concerned about the rabbinic issues either. That's the mahalach that Taisus is going to take. All right. Umenifa. The bottom line is they waved it together. Heinif vehigish. They waved it back and forth. Kamatz vehiktir. Who then scoop out the three fingerfuls of the carbon mincha, the hitir, and burn it on the mizbeach, the hashar nechal lekahanim, and the rest of the mincha saita 
was eaten by the kaihanim the same way it was done by a regular karbon mincha. He then he would give her the mesaita. It was now showtime. He'd give her the saita waters, and then they would bring the karbon mincha. Okay, so remember the Gemara earlier had uh, used this Mishnah to tell me that the mincha was brought after the drinking. Reb Shimon Aimer, Reb Shimon says that it was actually the opposite. First, they would bring the karba mincha, and only afterwards they would drink. Shenamar, as it says in the pasuk, yashke which after the woman drinks the water, But he'll agree that if first she drank and then brought the karba mincha, it's going to be kosher. So he's just saying the way it's written in the pasuk is that's the proper order. But he's still maskim; he's still going to agree. That it's not ma'akiv. The specific order is not ma'akiv, and if it was done wrong, it's still going to be a valid mincha. Okay. Zok the Gemara, Amar le Rebbe Lazar Baishia didarei. Rebbe Lazar said to Rebbe of his dar. Okay. Apparently, there was two Rebbeishias. One was a lot older than the Rebbe Lazar that we're talking about. The Gemara is letting me know which Rebbeishia. Where uh, which rabbis you were referring to? He says, "Like teisev akarech, do not sit down, bend your knees, ad mefarshli lahamilsa, until you explain the following halach to me." You find this very common expression that Tanayim would use with each other, which is, "You can't relax. I can't relax." That's like kind of the expression until you fill me in on this. In America, we use the term, "I couldn't sleep at night; it was bothering me so much." Yeah, like teisev akarech, you can't rest. Until you explain to me the following. Show me where the mincha saita needs waving. Show me the chiv. Okay. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is like a major thing. Right? Like, show me where the Torah says keep shop. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Rabbi Emanuel Feldman Shlita says that there was a woman who uh, came to him. He was starting out as a young, quote-unquote, Orthodox uh, rabbi in Atlanta in his 20s. And there was a, a woman who came to him just to make sure that he knew that she's a Ten Commandments Jew. He shouldn't expect anything more than just the Ten Commandments. See, he said, that's incredible. He's like, Mamish, you're Mamish, you're Shemr Shabbos. Mamish, like, beautiful. She says, oh, that's one of the ten? Is that, okay. Yeah, it's one of the ten, Taka. Yeah? So the Gabar is saying, like, what's the Chiddush? Like, like, Shkoyach, you Taka, yeah? It's like, Menolan, don't sit down till you show me. It's all over the place. It's in the Ten Commandments, so to speak. Menolan, hey, nif ksif, Yeah, they waved it together. What's Baan? There's no, no. How do you know that the guy had to wave it with her? It says the Kayan waves it. How do I know he has to hold her hand and wave it together? That's what I need cl- uh, clarification in. To which, this is what Rebbe says, to which Rebbe responds, Asi yad yad mishlamim, learn akzer shavar, yad yad from shlamim, ksevacha, it says over here by his saita, v'lagachay miyad the yishlam, the Kayan is from the hand of the yishlam, ksevacha, when it says by the, by the shlamim, yodav tiviyano, that the owner brings it with his hands. Makan kayin, afla lon kayin, malam bailim, afkan bailim. Okay, it's not taka. How is it done? 
If the Kayim puts his hand underneath the woman's hand and they wave it together. Okay, so this was what Allah's Mamish needed Rabbi Isha to explain to him because he sees their Mamish doing all these halakha. He says, I, I, I don't get it. To which Rabbi Isha responded with the Gzair Shava of Karbar Shlomim that Rabbi Allah was not familiar with. Thinking, you see from here though that even though they rip open her, her shirt, yeah. no one's worried. But to touch her hand, which is a more open thing, everyone's worried. So you see that touching is a bigger Good. nifshah I hear. than Re'iyah. I hear. Rabbi Ravinsky is bringing up that, know, you know, as far as, as far as the shirt. Now, even when it came to the shirt, they would they, keep they, a they, rope they there. Right. But you're they right. They're, they're less concerned. Right. In this matzah, the Gemara we said earlier, because she's not going to be around. Uh, she's not going to be around much longer. And if she is, then call a to her. But uh, it could be over here that the see it, it doesn't say in the Torah that it needs to be done. Like the the whole thing with the chaval mitzri and the shirt, it's not a pasuk in the Torah. So it says the that's what they the did. Says to do it. Over here it says vehenif. Okay. It's like okay, so the so rises. But right. yeah, but either way, it says the the limud is still is still a elchalimud. Okay. Two dots. Says the Mishnah Vaiter. Hey, Nefe Higish. Kamats Vechulu, Hayamashka, Vachach Machre, Vesmin Chosom. Frak the Gemara. The Gemara asks, we're now about eight lines from the bottom by the two dots. Ha Akriva. But it says the Kayan was Makrevit. So I don't understand how the Mishnah could say that you're bringing the Karmincha after she drank. You already said he would take it from the Kfifa Mitzvah, put his hands. Be uh, um, wave it all around. Vehikdir says vehikdir, right? What did vehikdir mean? And he burnt it up. He was, and then it says, "Machlekes whether she was mashkev achach hemi this machosa." What do you mean? She already, she already done. Wasn't the hachi gomer? This is what's happening here. Seder minchas ketsa. How is the korb mincha brought? In general, heinif vehigish. They would wave it back and forth, kamatz, and bring it to the mizbech. Kamatz, he would separate the kamitz of the hikdir and burn the mizbech. Bashar nachol the ganim, and at this point, the ganim are allowed to eat whatever is left over. Ubahashka ogufa pligi rishiver abonon, and about when to drink is a machlekes. The rabbanon savri mashka vachem machavesrum chos. If shimin sober machavesrum chos vachach mashka shenemar biachar yashke. Okay. So that clarifies because basically the next, the, the last couple lines in the Mishnah are here to clarify the Machlaikas about as to whether the Hakrava or the drinking comes first. Beautiful. Okay. Then we said in the Mishnah, If it was done out of order, let's say she drank and then brought her carbon mincha, kosher, it's going to be kosher anyway. Zokti Gemara, top of Tanu Rabban on the rabbis learned, and so should we. Why does he say they make they, they give it to her to drink? What is the chiddush? Why is it? Why are you going to tell me that? We know that she's drinking it. Let's say you already raised the shame Hashem, you raised the psukim, and she says, "Nope, I'm not going to drink." We force her. And we say, you're going to drink it until you drop. Okay? Now, um, 
This is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. You caused the Shem Hashem to be erased, and now you are, um, uh, and now you're saying you're not going to drink it. We force you to drink it. Now the problem is, what what did we learn before? That you know she can admit. Good, she can admit. So over here, what we're saying is, she's still not admitting. If she's admitting and she's saying, I'm done with this whole matzah, you're right, I'm guilty. Peseder, peseder. Over here, she's not saying that. She's just being stubborn and saying, I'm not drinking. So Bekiva says, okay, you can't, you, we're going to force open your mouth. That's it. He's like, we'll force open your mouth. You put yourself in this predicament. If you admit your guilt, don't admit your guilt. But you're not just, once we raise the name of Hashem, there ain't no such thing as not drinking it. You're going to drink it or you're going to tell us some more information. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, and afterwards, he gives her to drink. Why do you guys say? Like when I'm arvehishka, laachar kol meisim kula namur lamala. After everything else has already been done, everything that we mentioned uh, previously, right? The entire process of of uh, as as Rashi explains of the shvua and the Allah and the amen and the and the mechika, the erasing of the of the psukim. Bring of the carbon mincha, magid shloisha devarim ma'akvin ba. Let's us know that there's three things that are ma'akev for her that are crucial. Achilai karav hakaymets. It's got to be before the kaymets is brought. The achilai nimcha gomagila before the shem hashem is erased. The achilai tekabel aleh shvua or before she was mekabel the shvua. By saying, uh, by saying Amen. Okay? So she's not going to drink if the Kaimetz isn't brought. She's not going to drink if there's no Mechika. And she's not going to drink unless she said Amen. Once that's all put in place, those three things are done. Nothing else is Ma'akev. Actually, Karavah Kaimetz. And you should know that it's crucial for the Kaimetz to be brought. Rav Shimon Rav Shimon is, is uh, being consistent with his own opinion. Who says first you're makariv the mincha and afterwards you drink? Okay, so frankly, Gemara, I don't understand something. You're telling me that in order for a woman to drink from the mesaita, you need a the kaimitz was brought, b everything's the psukim are erased, and c her amains are said. Says Gemara, I don't understand. Actually, dimcha megillah elamai mashkela. Okay, what are you telling me? She can't drink until the words are erased. Guess what? You need the erased words to be in the water in order to drink. It's like saying, she can't drink until you bring the water. Ah, brilliant. (laughs) That's because you can't drink pizza. You can eat pizza. You got to drink it. That's the good word. It's Pasha. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, the Kiddush over here is, L'sheri Shumai Nikr Givald. Where you have the Rishum, the imprint of the words are recognizable. Remember, we learned that um, that the lines on the Sefer are supposed to be noticeable, the the imp, the, the sirtan. But the letters are not allowed to be the type of letters that uh, that leave an imprint. Okay. Now, what happens if there is an imprint on the uh, on the parchment? So we're going to say you can't drink. I the ink is gone off the parchment. There's still an imprint. You have to get rid of that imprint on the parchment before she starts. Uh, before she starts shrinking, and then we said Ashley de Kabbalah Shvua. She also has 
to accept the shvuah, the oath upon herself. And until she does, she's not allowed to drink the water. But it seems that the diuk is going to be, the assumption is, that we still can, uh, can write the psukim of the, of the saita before the shvuah. But is that true? But Rabbi says, if you write the words of Saita too oily, yeah, too oily, to, because uh, she wants to make a shul, it's not good. So why does Rabbi Shimon say that she can't drink if you don't have the uh, uh, Kabbalah Sashvua? Again, it's Pashit, because we're not writing the scroll, the Megillah, until there's an acceptance. The fact that there's even words here is a riot. It's done. So Gemara says, Kadinaspa, you're right. It's Kadinaspa means over here, literally, it's extra, but Shimon is giving us the process. Meaning, there was a shvua, there was a, uh, there was a words that need to be erased, even if there's an imprint, that imprint needs to be erased, uh, needs to be erased as well. Okay. But my kumifli, what is the source of the machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and the Tanakam? Now, what was the machlekes? Which comes first, the mincha or the drinking? Tanakama says she drinks and then brings the mincha. Rabbi Shimon says she brings the garba mincha and drinks. Why do they argue? What's the source of the machlekes? And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, the Shreep Sukkim we need to deal with. It says, The woman drinks. Kama says it the first time. First time, woman drinks. And after, Yishka. She's going to drink. And then he gives her to drink. Basra. That's later. It says the word Vahishka three times in four Sukkim. See what we're at? Yeah, three times in four psukim. So Rabbanan Sabri, the Rabbanan say, Vihishka Kama Lagufai. This that she drinks is referring to the obligation of drinking for a saita. Shamashka, Bachilach, Machrav, Es, Minchasa. She's going to drink the water and then bring the carbon mincha. Again, this is the Tanakam who says she's going to drink first. And then Ba'achar Yashka, and afterwards she's going to drink. Miboilei, Lisharishu, my nicker. It's letting us know that any letters that were had a rishum, a imprint, which is still recognizable on the parchment, needs to be gotten rid of in order for the may uh, the may saita to work. Vehishka basra, and then the third vehishka means sheem nimchaka megillah. Let's say the megillah with the psukim was already erased. Vaimeres einishaisa, and she says, "Well, I'm not drinking anymore." We say, well, you certainly are. And we force her to drink. Now, remember, she can always admit. She can always admit. But she can't say, I, I, I had all you do this process just for my lack of uh, willingness to, to, you know, and then ultimately just, you know, say... Uh, uh, what's it called? To thumb her nose? Right? She just, uh, uh, you know, uh, fife on the, the whole thing. From Shimon's over, Rabbi Shimon says, no. The word for 
which was the Va'akar uh, Yashke, yeah, which was the middle one. That is telling us Lagufai, that's the Halach itself. Shemakar Besmechasa Va'akach Mashke. First she means called Mincha, and then she drinks. Ve'hishka, Kamash, Shemishka Va'akach Besmechasa Kshir. It's letting us know the B'diyavad. Excuse me. If first he drank, first she drank, and then brought the Mincha, it's going to be okay. Ve'hishka Basra, She'em Nimcha Ka Megillah V'amra Eini Shaysa, Okay, he's going to agree with the the uh, third vehishka as to ultimately what we're doing. He's just disagreeing with how to darshan uh, with how to darshan the the first two. For Rabbanon, b'diyeved loy posach kra, and according to Rabbanon, they say that b'diyeved loy posach kra. They say that um, the the the, the Torah doesn't give us a b'diyeved dika situation. You're not going to take one of the psukim and say, yeah, by the way, one word of Vahishka is teaching me Allah. The second Vahishka is telling us you don't need to really follow the Allah. That's not the proper way to, to darshan. Rather, um, they, uh, you know, the, the way they're about to darshan the psukim is letting me know throughout what the, uh, a straight up halacha in Hilchasaita. Okay, so we understand the sources for Rib Shimon, we understand the source for the Tanakama. We understand the psukim and the drasha that each one is coming from, and we understand why the issues they have with the ways that the other one is darshaning. Classic Gemara, beautiful. Now, we had mentioned in this brisa as we were clarifying the machlekes, we had mentioned that if you have a woman, a saita, who comes to the base of Mikdash, and we go through the whole process. And she's about to drink the Saita potion. And she says, you know what? Nah. Not doing it. No admittance of guilt. No. I'm not doing it. Rebbe Kiva says, tough luck. You're drinking it. Let's get into this. Vosepis. Why? What's going on? Says Gemara, we said, Rebbe Kiva held, we force her against her will. There's a problem. V'hatani, but we learned in the Brisa. Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, Kelabos shall barzel matilin l'saych piha. Hear this? If she says, I ain't opening my mouth to drink, you know what you get? A crank. What are those things that you lift up a car for a tire? Jack. A jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you jack open her mouth. That's Rabbi Yehuda. So if we already raised Hashem's name and she says, I ain't drinking, we, uh, we have a way in. We have a way in. Okay. Rabbi Kiva said to Rabbi Yehuda, why would you crank open her mouth with a jack? Why are you doing that? The whole purpose of drinking the Saita waters is to know whether or not she committed adultery so that we know whether she can stay with her husband and whether or not she's going to receive Rukshuba. Why don't we just say the fact that she's refusing to, to drink, we'll say to her like this, Pisader, you don't want to drink? Leave, your husband's giving you a get and you ain't getting Rukshuba. That's it. 
that what it's saying? Huh? Or is it saying the fact that she refuses to drink implies her guilt? Yeah, but by implying her guilt gives the husband the right Correct. to not pay her trooper. Correct, but does, do we, would we apply that concept throughout in, in life? That if, if, if someone denies to do something, then we automatically assume... According to Rabbi Akiva, yeah, Rabbi Ravitsky is bringing up what could be a, a limud in life, which is at a certain point... Within a process where you had Edom on Kinoi, you had one or two Edom on Stira, depending which opinion you hold like. You're now in the base of Mikdash. You had this process that the Kayin, and they brought the baskets and the this and the that, and they erased the Shem Hashem. And now it comes, Mom is time for her to put it in her mouth, and she says, I'm not drinking. It says, Bekiva, you're so far along in the process. Yeah, you, you, could, assume, you could assume she's guilty. That's it. She's by Dekas by Medes. The goal is not to kill her. The goal is to be by Dek. What's happening? Now remember, we in our Brisa, we said, what did Rebekiva hold? Go get a jack and keep her mouth cranked open. Over here, Rebekiva says, no. Rather, until they bring the Kaimets, she can back up. Okay. So this is even after the shame Hashem is erased. So here's the Gemara's question. What ultimately is Rebbe Kiva's opinion? There seems to be a contradiction. And the Brisi seems to say, we force her to drink once the shame Hashem is erased. In the Mishnah, he seems to say, we do not force her to drink, even though the shame Hashem is erased. Says the Gemara. One second. Ultamech. Granted, we have a question on Rebbe Akiva. But I have a way out because according to your approach, according to your reasoning, tikshilach higufa, we should find an issue with Rabbi Akiva in the Brisa which says that we force her to drink. You don't, have, you don't have to ask on Rabbi Akiva from our Mishnah. You could stick in the Brisa. How so? Because Mishakarava Kaimates, once we bring the Kaimates, the Brisa says. Now she's not able to back out. We do force her. If she does try to back out, she's Baduka Vaimadas. Why isn't she uh, agreeing to drink? According to Rebbe Kiva Svara, that a woman who's standing there stubborn and not backing in, not backing out, just refusing to drink, is pretty clear now in our minds. As to what's happening, so the same thing, the thing, the same thing should hold true even after they were makriv, the kaimitz. So we're saying, don't ask me a contradiction from Rabbi Kiva from the price of the Mishnah. You can even ask a contradiction in what exactly is Rabbi Kiva's approach within the Brisa itself. So the answer is like kasha. No, that would not be a kasha in the Brisa. Why? There's two reasons, two two approaches why a woman would uh, why a woman would back out. One reason why she would back out is because she's just had enough. The other reason why she would back out is because she's holding strong. And what we're saying is like this: If the woman backs out, 
from a place of strength, then we're not going to have her drink. Okay, we're not going to have her drink. Machmas Resisa. But, you know, this is fascinating. The, the Kahanim and whoever's running this process has to be savvy enough, has to have enough finesse to be able to figure out why she's doing what she's doing. Why she's doing what she's doing. Okay? That... Let's keep it. Machmas Resisa, if there's Resisa, if she's like hot, you know, and there's, uh, she's nervous, actually, Karava Koimitz, then if she backs out before the Koimitz is brought, Akatila Imchak Megillah, Inami Imchak Megillah, the Shalaikadin, Ovid Kaihanim, the Motsi Hajraba, we will allow her to back out. But once the Koimitz is brought, Devarin Ovid Kaihanim, the Machi, so now the Kahanim did their end by erasing the Shem Hashem. Like Matzi Hajrabe, we're not going to we're not going to uh, allow her to back out. Here's the psychology. Here's the psychology. You have a woman standing here. She's being brought to the Beis Hamikdash because her husband's saying, "Kino Stira, this is what you got to do." You know what she's doing? Do what you want, man. Do what you want. She's not responding. She's not getting angry. She's just being cool. In a stubborn, haughty way. If she's in that frame of mind, so she's like, what? Realize, she didn't really have to do much till now. The husband's bringing her. The client's waving with her. Everything's done. And now we tell her, you go drink. And she's like, no. You guys do what you guys want to do. I'm not drinking. See, if you have that type of approach, Rebbe Kiva will agree that her refusing to drink is not admitting anything. She's just not stelling through to the process. She's giving the whole thing a cold shoulder. Not interesting. Nah. Good. Now you're telling you guys do what you want to do. And he's telling me I got a drink, I'll tell me what to do. Yeah, that's that's this woman's personality. Masha'enkane, as opposed to if you see in a woman where she's like involved in the process and getting nervous from the whole thing. And she's like, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm fine, yeah, no, I didn't do anything, yeah. And she's you could tell she's not on firm footing or coming with any specific approach. And now with Mama, she comes time for her to drink. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not drinking. There, Rebbe Kiva is going to say that. That's admitting. That's admitting that uh, uh, the iser, and therefore, there's no need to force her. There's no need to force her because just let her go and uh, let her go and uh, take away her ksuba. Says the Gemara, top of Davchafamir Aleph, Kasha the Rebbe Akiva, the Rebbe Akiva. So now we're back to our question because. In one brayse he says the main thing is to have the kaimitz done. Here he says the main thing is to have the mechika done, the erasing. It's two opinions arguing in what uh, um, in what Rebbe Kiva holds, and uh, apparently according to the second brayse, 
Rabbi Akiva would uh, would agree that you're only going to force her if the uh, if the psukim uh, and the shem Hashem is already erased. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the mission. Here we go. Last piece of Gemara. They asked the question searching for information. If she says, I am not drinking because of a place of health, meaning mental health. Not that she's mentally healthy, but you could tell she's just being cool about this whole thing. And then she says, You hear this? So she says, Tell me what to do. I'm not drinking. So, in such a case, Rabbi Akiva. Um, Rabbi Kiva says, we're going to force her to drink. Yeah? But then she says, Shaisa Ani, no, I will drink. Mahu, what is the Allah? Now, what's the Shaila? Think about it. What's the Shaila? If she's been cool the whole time, that's where we say she's not admitting and therefore we should force her to get clarity. And now we're saying, and the way this seems to be, she's going to change her mind and be like, you know, I'll do it by myself. Mao, what's the Allah? Let's understand what the Shaila is. Because you're going to drink anyway. Right. So the Shaila's got to be, do we stick a jack in her mouth and still put it down? Or should we trust her? Why would we do that? Okay. Once she says, I'm not drinking, and since she's established a Tumma, in other words, what the Gemara is saying is, the, our concern here is, if she was playing cool the whole time, and now she agrees to drink, it could be that we, we misread her coolness. She's done something. You have somebody standing there and saying, you guys do your thing, I'm, I'm not moved, right? And then we're going to be like, okay, so we've got to get clarity of it. Then she's like, no, 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 drink. Says Mara, okay, so now w- w- what's happening? We thought... She's like, they're going to break her teeth or something. But... She, but <coughs> now that I see me. you're going to force me to drink and you're going to do stuff to me, all right, leave me alone, I'll, I'll drink it. But is that itself a sign of weakness? Uh-huh. Is that itself a sign of weakness? Which means that maybe we're misreading the whole situation all along. And therefore, she shouldn't drink. We should just send her out. Says Marteku. Yeah? Okay. Chosh I don't want to take a major limit over here, but you see from over here, there, the only thing I'm taking is a certain point within psychology and trying to understand people. You're not expected to know everything. You're not expected to know everything. You can try your best, figure out till a certain point, and then like, Ad kana kafazayin. Macham say we're done. You, you see a pattern. You follow a pattern. That pattern breaks. Okay, that's it. This, yeah, leave it to Rabbi Shem. Amar avod Shmuel tzarchit emar l'saych mayim. They would put something mar bitter into the water. My time. Why? The Amar Kra mei hamorim. We call the waters of Saita mei hamorim the bitter waters shemorim kavar. Which means that they are uh, they are already bitter from the past. Okay, there's going to be some tyrant. There's tyrant. This, by the way, just to say that part of the reason why they made it bitter would also it was, it was another way to um, to make it like not worth her while to drink if she if she taka was guilty, 
Right? A person who's going to prove their innocence will take the medicine, even if it doesn't taste great. But a person who's who's guilty, we add a little bit. Of, it's actually to their uh, to their uh, advantage that we add a little bit of bitterness. This way, it's a, it's another way to get them uh, to be uh, to be mighty. Okay, we'll hold it here. We're up to the mission on Davchaf from We will pick up from here six thirty p.m. tomorrow. Hopefully, from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.